Hi, everybody. This is J.O. speaking. This is the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Official website for the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. Today's episode, we have got the individual health insurance marketplace, which is reopened between now and May 15th. You have the unrestricted right to enroll in any marketplace plan, www.healthcare.gov. Or in certain states, you have a state-specific health insurance exchange. Now, in addition to that, this intro is due to the fact that the COVID relief bill, which is the $1,400 check that is supposed to be on route, that both the House and the Senate have now agreed on a bill, well, on their own separate versions of the bill, I should say, so now they're working to get them together and, you know, have it signed by the president. Well, in addition to the, you know, headline grabbing $1,400 check as far as a stimulus goes, inside is a pretty powerful, powerful addition to the Affordable Care Act. Both versions have a 8.5% limit, which lowers the limit on which the um, that health insurance premiums can be part of your income. So this is an important fact. In addition to that, and the one that today's podcast is about, is about the APTC, which is the Advanced Premium Tax Credit, otherwise known as the Health Insurance Subsidy. Now, the key thing here is this is now going to be even more uh, generous to people who want to enroll in health insurance, most particularly for those in upper age divisions. So let's just call it somewhere in the low to mid 50s up to pre-Medicare 64. It's going to be very helpful because what ends up happening is someone who didn't used to qualify before for the tax credit now will be able to thereby driving down the health insurance premium. Now, we're not going to get into today the fact that this is actually not a fix for, you know, a lot of what, uh, you know, the health cost of health insurance actually is. For that, be sure to check out the Maximizer Medicare YouTube channel. I go into it a large number of times here, which is that you know, it's kind of like you are fixing the price of orange juice, meaning, you know, you've gotten a bigger coupon. That's basically what the APTC does. It is not a fix for the underlying cost of healthcare, i.e. it's not changing the cost of oranges. It's merely changing the cost of a gallon of Tropicana. So with that all in mind, up comes the you know sound from the YouTube video. You can check it out. The link is in the in the text that describes this podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you digest your podcast. Here we go.
This segment is about healthcare.gov and the individual health insurance marketplace, and it's one of my corners here. It's why I call this channel hashtag much more than Medicare. The fact of the matter is that health insurance has gotten complicated to the point that, and the reason it's complicated is because of the fact what I call something that I call the silo effect. Meaning that health insurance under the Affordable Care Act, you can get premium subsidies, but people misunderstand it. They don't, they don't get it at all, or they think it's irrelevant. All of those couldn't be further from the truth. We're going to get into a real-life example right this moment. So, in this particular instance, 37-year-old female reaches out to me. This person has not a big income and is entitled to a hefty, hefty amount of advanced premium tax credit, which means a lower premium, not only lower premium, but in addition to that, lower deductible, lower out-of-pocket maximum if they chose a silver plan. Let's take a look at how big the difference is. And I've done this in the past, and however, we've got some new twists today. So let's just call this person Ann Arbor, where that's where my office is, that said, don't be mistaken, if you live in a Medicaid expansion state, it's only an example, but it will still apply. The exact numbers won't be exactly the same because the premiums that you're charged in your state may be different. Your age can be different. It will not depend on your sex. It does not depend if you're male or female, or however you identify yourself. So let's just talk about here. Enter your zip code. That's done. Tell us about you and your household. This person is now 37 and single. So let's just call it 37, and we'll put it in here, and, you, and you're following along. 37-year-old female. This really works. So here we go, etc., etc., and now you confirm, and let's estimate her income, like I said, moderate at, at $30,000. And you can see it here, $110 is this person's estimate as far as the monthly premium that she'd be entitled to. Now, the fact of the matter is that she has some savings. And she went to her financial advisor financial, and you know, said, hey, I've heard you know, on the radio, I've heard on the radio that Roth IRA is a good idea. And so Roth IRA, you're in the maximum for 2021 is $7,000. So the two choices are put into a Roth IRA or you can put it into a traditional IRA. The issue with putting it into a Roth IRA, the principles are the following, which is that simply your tax rate could be higher later, and therefore you pay the tax today, get the gains, dividend, interest, and not pay tax on them on an ongoing basis. All of that is true. All of that's true. You still have the restriction of not being able to withdraw into 59 and a half. Okay. The traditional IRA you get a tax break today, meaning you get to take it that amount that you put into your IRA and take that as a credit towards your reported income. And now you can see the difference. The 37-year-old in this instance reported $30,000. However, if we go back and instead of the Roth IRA, instead of the Roth IRA, let's just say that the person put it into a traditional IRA. And I've screwed this up, so let me go back. 
and we go and change the household income not from 30,000, but instead down to 23,000. You can see now that the premium difference, the credit has gone from $110 in the past to $198 now. And this is 30,000 is your income versus 23,000 is your income. You can see the annual difference and the difference here is not small. This is $1,056 in annual premium that the person would have saved if they simply chose the traditional IRA path. And this is the Roth IRA. So I like always like to look at alternate scenarios and the scenario here is where can I possibly be wrong? So clearly I showed you that in this particular instance, $1,056 a year can be saved on health insurance premium. But what are you giving up in that instance? The, the, the fact is, is that you will have to pay taxes later when you make, when you receive distributions from your IRA. Because now it's now a traditional IRA and no longer a Roth IRA. So the central question then becomes, is the tax deferral worth the $1,056 a year, $1,056 a year premium excess? Right, so since you're going to be paying $1,056 dollars a year more for your health insurance, you now have to look pretty carefully. And you have to build the case to say that the tax deferral benefits that are 20 plus years in the future for this 37 year old female are worth saving the $1,056 with certainty today. And now what I'm just going to say without putting any numbers to it, right? The smell test here is it's going to be really, really hard to say, okay, I'm willing to pay an extra thousand dollars for my health insurance this year in order to defer taxes in 22 years for this particular person. And back and forth it will go. The, just like a teeter-totter will go, right? You're going to have different subsidy. You're going to have different age, household, etc. All of these numbers will change, right? And maybe the amount of tax deferral is not going to be very substantial. Okay, for those, and this is why this is not financial advice today, because I can't tell that. What I am sure of, however, the idea of keeping up the silos and not considering them in combination with each other, that would be a terrible oversight. Reasonably ask me, why am I bringing this up today? Why are we releasing this today? You know, the 2nd of March, or early parts of March. Well, we are now debating the COVID Relief Act, you know, the most recent round, which would be $1,400 of stimulus checks. That's the part that gets all the headlines. 
but inside there is the notable expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Now, I'm going to hopefully shut this off. Thank, thankfully, the sound is off. Anyway, what you have here on this article is the following, which is that part of the Affordable Care Act is lowering the standard by which you can get additional APTC or the credits that I mentioned. There's a thousand dollars, meaning the eighty-eight dollars a month of of income tax credit that I mentioned, right? All of that stuff is looking to be expanded under the Affordable Care Act part of the stimulus chapter. And now, why am I not on the right page? Okay, here it is, right here. I told you I'm off that video. Oh my God. Anyway, that that potential, and it's right here in this text. That potential boost in insurance help for millions would be the first significant expansion of down in here. In addition to the insurance subsidies, the pandemic aid bill would provide checks of $1,400. So though temporary, these are temporary, the more generous ACA provisions could lead to permanent and even bigger changes to the law. I'm not sure about that. I won't go so far as to say they could be permanent. However, I am pretty sure that as a result of these changes, if passed in its current state that has already passed the House, a 64-year-old woman whose $58,000 income puts her out of range for subsidized health insurance could see her premium drop from $12,900 to $4,950. Now you can understand what I'm saying. That if you think through the topics on this channel, I'm telling you that the silo effect is a bad thing. It's a bad thing by not understanding the, these interact. Health insurance, income tax. As a result, all of the other ripple effects, your investment portfolio and income tax, your retirement planning and income taxation levels, your dividends, capital gains distributions, or mutual fund distributions, taxable issues, income tax issues. They need, you need to not allow the people you're getting information from to sit in their silo without considering the other topics involved. That's why I call this channel hashtag much more than Medicare. Okay, be sure, please, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It does help the channel a lot. I am very sure that people don't know the topics sitting here on this video. In fact, I'm also sure that most financial advisors also don't know. I don't call them and ask them and, and you know, poll them and stuff like that. But I'm sure in the ones that I've talked to that it was news to them. I'm Jay. Thanks for watching. Hopefully you liked today's video.